Radio Primavera Sound, powered by SEAT. Welcome to the Weekly Review, the radio show where two grown-ups try to keep up with the times by browsing the internet. But there's just so much content online, it's hard to see the rosebuds among the bushes. Lucky for us, we have a young person with us who knows how to separate the wheat from the barley. Is that a correct expression? From the chaff. Oh, from the chaff. Okay. <laughs> Close enough. Close <laughs> enough. You understand it. You get the point. We are Ben Cardiou, Mar Verdu, and speaking Johan Wald. Today, we feel like talking about the renaissance of 90s rave culture, the latest James Bond movie. Billie Eilish, who made the title track for the film, has been announced as headliner at Glastonbury. We may also say a thing or two about Paris Fashion Week, that Balenciaga show featuring The Simpsons, if we have time. Um, that's three Bs. Bond, Billy, and Balenciaga. And British Rave, if we want to alliterate the contents menu. We'll also review Tirza's Color Grade as our album of the week, which has no B in the title, so that ruins the alliteration idea. And Mar can't put a stop to her obsession with someone known as Couch Guy on TikTok. All your dealers. Apparently, the <laughs> 90s, there's another 90s subcultural trend that is no longer safe from Gen Z reappreciation. It is turned for the early 90s rave. According to an article in the fantabulous Teen Vogue, the renaissance is being led by Gen Z artists like Pink Panthress, Nia, Nia Archives, or Negative Gemini, to name but a few. Uh, the article says things like, although rave culture doesn't have the same vice-like reputation as it did decades ago, its elements of escapism still exist and resonate primarily with Gen Zers. Ben, you know rave be UK rave better than either of us because you, you lived it, didn't you? You went... I, no, I was just too young to go. I was just too young. So it was sort of all happening around me. Mm. Um, but uh, at the age of 12, no one was letting me let me go. But would your parents buy you acid, uh, the, the Acid House logo, the smiley the smiley face T-shirts? I, ha I had T-shirts, but not the actual smiley face one. But the thing is, it was all around us. Because, like, you know, you turn on, you know, even in, like, the most boring part of England or whatever, you turn on top of the pops and there were rave bands. You'd be like, oh, what's going on here? This is quite interesting. And it was all over the news. And also the part of England I lived in at the time, there were loads of raves around because it was quite quite countryside ah. so you know you'd see the flyers you'd hear the talk you'd hear the music but i didn't i didn't quite go but i've got a massive love for for a rave culture obviously yeah. and when you're 12 you even you love even more the things you can do like you want to be so a part of it so bad you get into it so badly from your bedroom and you're like listening to everything imagining you're the age appropriate uh, part of society also, the weird thing about like these things happening when when you're 12 is you like just normalize it. You sort of normalize it. Or, or even younger, that it's just all music. You know, you're not like thinking, "What's this strange electronic sound?" You're just like, "Yeah, oh, that's another song. That's another song on top of the pops." And so you grow up with all this like very, very sort of strange music, like alternate. I've, I'm always rambling on about alternate because they made a really <laughs> big impression on me because they're weird. And you sort of grow up with them just like on the radio and like, oh right, that's that's kind of normal. You know, and when you listen to that at 12, it sort of does reshape your brain somewhat. The Shaman. I remember the Shaman. Oh, the Shaman. What were they were. Oh yeah, no, I love The Shaman, don't get me wrong, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's a happy, in fact, one of the very first, rave, I went to see, when I was about 14, 15, I went to see a concert by The Shaman, who I was really into, yeah. featuring Enjoy, I think it was, um, and it was like a big, big sort of, it was a concert rather than a rave, Yeah. but a right. This is this is amazing. A the shaman. I think debuted Ebenezer Good that night. Oh right, which uh, was their crossover hit. It became a top forty smash hit in the UK. They, they had a few hits before that, but yeah. anyway. Oh, um, move any mountain. Move any mountain. Um, that that boss drum album. I've, I had it on cassette, and I'm gonna dig that out when I go back home in Christmas. Move any mountains a tune. Yeah. In fact, now someone's gonna someone's gonna um, revive it. Surely. And they and they also exactly. ah they, oh. no I don't know but she could have oh she could have the other thing about going to this concert was like I was as you might imagine sober as a judge being fourteen or fifteen but people were being very very friendly indeed and I thought what's, what's going on what's going on and uh, it, it was kind of nice it was like wow these people are being very nice well all right great 
drink a lot of water, aren't they? But they're nice people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wh- an- another thing that's uh, that I'm going to quote from this article, that, uh, Teen Vogue, what a great source of um, Love Teen edgy Vogue. news. <laughs> um, this cohort of artists like... Um, uh, Pink Panthers and Nia and Nia Archives that we've mentioned. Uh, well, it's a characteristic because it's led. This cohort is led mostly by young women between the age of 18 and 24 who have taken to creating rave music that feeds off 90s rave culture with production qualities that take a strong DIY approach. It's you know music that's being made in bedrooms with with a microphone with a laptop and and they're reaching they're connecting. Mar, how do you feel about? Did, did, have you ever been to a rave? Because here in Catalonia, we also there's also a strong rave culture. No, not not in Catalonia. And when I went to visit a friend in Berlin, it's like you're supposed to go, and we didn't end up going. So I'm boring. I'm officially a boring person. Did you go to the table tennis bar instead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would spend all day reading and not leaving the room. No, not that kind of boring, but. I haven't, but I, I I feel like I'm still, even though I'm 24, I'm a 12-year-old that listens to like rave music from her bedroom, feeling like I, I cannot go, with, even though I'm almost too old to go now. But um, yeah, I, I like the music, but I haven't been to one. You're never too old to go to a rave. No, we'll, we'll go with you, then you'll really feel young. <laughs> oh my God, know. please be my... Uh, rave godparents kind of thing. <laughs> I've got to say, do you know what would happen? Me and Johan would stand at back going, oh, do you know this song? It was released in 1991. <laughs> and he'd be like, shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Go and speak to some young people. I, I rem- remember I came up with a joke. What was the flower in the field's favourite rave album? Music for the wilted generation. You won't... <laughs> Good God. You Good don't get that, God. Mar, because there was an album by The Prodigy, Prodigy, who were rave, one of rave music's biggest crossover bands that made it big in, in the world, no? And they had an album called Music for the Jilted Generation, which was quite full of anthems, no, and rave. So anyway, w- flowers wilt. I love having to explain <laughs> jokes. It yeah. ruins it all. That's my thing. <laughs> it's funny. Anyway, um, Andrew Rice from Resident Advisor explains that rave culture shifts in detail according to the generations that interact with it. In he quote, And I quote him, In my experience, younger people aren't necessarily trying to get fucked up or do drugs at raves in the same way as previous generations. I know plenty of younger ravers who go for the music and don't even drink, never mind party. They want loud music and collective experience, which is also understandable coming from a generation raised on smartphones and the internet. This is what he said. How did you said, you know, now you have technology to find out about illegal parties or secret raves. But how was it back then when there was no mobile? There wasn't even email. You had to call call a phone line ah. and it would tell you where to go. So there were flyers, no paper flyers. You'd, I imagine if 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 you were in a trendy part of town, there'd be a shop. Well, you'd listen to shop. pirate radio, right? They'd oh. tell you what was happening, and they'd give you a phone to call. And basically, what would happen is you'd all go. They'd also they'd say, right, go and go and wait somewhere, like some petrol station, some somewhere. Okay. Creepy. Like waiting in a petrol station for yeah. some no, random be, to come up and be like, yeah, come to my house. No, 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 no. It's just, what are you talking it about? It wasn't you on your own <laughs> and going you got, and like thousands you. of people. And anyway, then it'd be like, <laughs> right. And then at like 11 o'clock, call this number and we'll tell you where you go. And you go there and the, the idea is basically you go there and like the party's in swing. So eat, like it because basically if the party's already going, the police aren't going to break it up. They'll probably wait for it to happen. Whereas if they can sort of get in there while you're setting up, they'll be like they'll they'll kind of they'll take it down. Do you know ah. what I once I once actually went to a kind of rave in in Paris, that's on the outskirts of Paris, um, and um, they had a fake flyer for the police and a real flyer. So like my ah. mate picked up this fake flyer and he was like, all right, he, he took it to the bloke in the shop. He was like, all right, what one is this? Uh, do, do you know much about this? And the bloke in the shop went ah 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 and gave him like the real flyer. It's pretty cool, isn't a it? A decoy flyer. But uh, another thing about the phone line is how you know usually what phone lines crash when a lot of people are calling at the same time, like if, if in any kind of situation. So I can't imagine rave organizers having like a, 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 an office full of mm-hmm. teleoperators, <laughs> you know, fielding all these calls. I imagine it must have been frustrating, you but know, at the phone booth putting coins in and ringing a number or yeah but then if you've met somewhere before right uh-huh. if you've met someone before then you don't not oh. everyone needs to call okay so like oh, so it's always the same place no 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 it'd be like you know meet the petrol you'd, you'd meet somewhere near-ish like within yeah. like half an hour or the something BP, like that. The oh, okay okay yeah i get it so either you call or you go to that place 
to meet the person that's well, going you, to... Right, you don't... Basically, you don't have to go to that place, right? <laughs> okay. Because you can just call the nine and find yeah. out where it is. But if you go to the place first, right, then you're, you know you're going to be near it. You know you're going to be yeah, yeah. get, 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 get there it. early. If that makes sense. I uh-huh. could have lived in the 90s. Now I get the rules of, of what 80s, my 80s. 80s. Yeah. Oh, 80s. Well, while British youth fled to the fields to party in freedom, in Spain, the young'uns have a closer source of moderate escapism, botellones. No me importa lo que de mí se diga Vive usted su vida, que yo vivo la mea Que solo es una, disfruta el momento Que el tiempo se acaba y pa' atrás no verá Bebiendo, fumando y jodiendo Sigo vacilando de parito los días Y cielo this is such a horrible song but it's brilliant at the same time so I DJed for this private group the other night and they requested this song Pepas I mean, it's 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 EDM-y, It's 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 got the Urbano thing. Oh God! Uh, the, I swear, the, the the room went mad. The room went mm-hmm. mad. I I was like, what song is this? And this girl's like, you have to play it. You have to play it. You're gonna see. I'm like, okay. I downloaded it quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, played it, and all of a sudden, it was like, okay. I understand. I understand. This this does move something in my interior. What uh, did you play after it though? Oh, oh my god, true. No, then they were like, just, <laughs> they again. treated me like a jukebox and they oh, were like, now nah, play me Mon Amour by Ainoa, Aitana <laughs> with uh, something or Rao Alejandro. I hope you're well this. paid for this. Yes, that's the thing. I only yeah. take requests when the, there's three three zeros on the end of a digit. Oh! Uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> So if, if uh, rave culture was partly driven by the euphoria of taking ecstasy, this new generation of kids are also having fun, but with the sounds of Latin pop like we're listening to in this case the song is literally about taking pills pepas and having it large at the disco it's become and it's become the kind of official anthem for the spanish botellones which are the gatherings and open public spaces to drink booze that have been heavily condemned during all this post-covid era where clubs are shut uh, and kids don't have a place to go to so i have to admit you know this song is is, is it's catchy it's, it's horrible but it's catchy um and uh, but yeah, speaking about botellones, you know, it's a Spanish phenomenon. There have been raves as in Spain. There are still raves as well. But botellones happen everywhere, all over the country, mainly uh, around high school and university students. Uh, it's a cheaper way of having booze. You know, you buy your booze cheaper from the supermarket, and um, it's kind of what the Americans do when they call it a tailgate, but without cars. Any square close to a nightlife area is usually packed from Friday afternoons with kids boozing all right and um a few weeks ago twenty-five thousand students attended a massive botellon a macro botellon in the law faculty grounds of uh, the madrid university police were unable to put an end to this large gathering even the military would have struggled with this situation it's like look you just gotta as ben said you, you just gotta wait for it to die down uh, uh, i mean like do. 10, 100 pissed young people is bad enough but like that is insane there's not like nothing post pandemic students yeah yeah like they need they've been on the need to party for two years well a year and a half so they were they were not moving (laughs) and it's it's some of these kids still haven't even received a vaccine because they're still well by now yeah no no I think they I think now it's like 12 year olds oh okay okay. I hope they have okay okay (laughs) but you know I mean I I have to say I feel sorry for the young generations who've had to deal with this whole COVID COVID (laughs) pandemic because that's an essential we've said it a thousand times it's an essential part of socializing you know when you're that young and and all of a sudden we've created a world where there's no future sort of uh, hopeful future for the young kids to find careers and jobs and things you know the world is going to shit and you take away their only source of release which is having a bit of a a, a party you know uh, but anyway the good news is this weekend supposedly discotheques uh, clubs are o- reopening again so you know that'll that'll be 
a way for them to release their energies. Can I say one thing about the 90s rave revival uh, yeah. Teen Vogue? It led me on to the music of Negative Gemini. I played a song the other day, and uh-huh. the, the thing I loved about it was it was just basically all of the music. Like It was sort of went drum and bass, then it went trance, then it went house. It was just like, whoa, all in one song. It was like, I like all of these things from the 90s. Here's the 90s in like one... one. It's kind of very gentle of of her to do that, no? Like, take everything you like and put it all together and be like, yes, nothing is too much. Do you I, like- I haven't listened to her, so... I just have to go with your opinion, but I, I'm I, the expert. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, could, could, you, you know, you introduced us to Pink Panthers. For that, we are eternally, eternally yes. grateful. <laughs> yes. That's my badge. Shall we, uh, Rob? Rob, we got a special song. Two grown men <laughs> losing touch like everyone else. We're in a rut, but alas, alas... We have a guiding star with her finger on the pulse. Mar! <laughs> we have... We, 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 no, no, it's your section. All of a sudden, Andrea Gomez comes in bringing you coffee. You're a superstar, Mar. I told you. Drink that coffee. I feel Quick. like Meryl Streep and on The Devil Wears Prada. Like, yes, I have my assistant, my own song. Yes, I'm, I'm the director. And you're getting, you're getting um, um, nice things said about you from Vampire Studio, which is like <laughs> the coolest department in the office. <laughs> I, it's my week, apparently. <laughs> so no. long as you're not like Meryl Streep and Big Little Lies, because that would cause real uh, It's my next step. On my <laughs> breakdown, I will be Meryl Streep and Big Little Lies. Whoa, bloody hell. <laughs> I have not stopped thinking about the subject that you're bringing mm. today. Couch Yeah, guy. we can't. We, this is a debate. Yeah, exactly. It's actually not my week. It's couch, couch guy, guy. Oh my god, it's a tongue twister. Whatever. It's his week, and everyone's talking about it. It's basically impossible not to go on on TikTok and and see a thousand videos on couch guy. It's basically um, kind of a the dress situation. If you remember that black and blue dress or white and gold dress that everyone was talking about. You threw me off there because that was a visual uh, trick illusion thing. But you could not escape the dress. It was everywhere. And everyone had an opinion. Yeah, everyone was... One way or the other. Because some people saw blue, some people saw red. And and it was a week on the internet that you could not do anything else than talk about the dress. There was nothing else going on. It was the dress week or two weeks. I don't remember how long it went for. But this it's time for couch, couch guy week. Oh my god, it's impossible to say. And in this case, it's, it's kind of like the dress because everyone's talking about it and there's nothing else going on. But everyone... Uh, is on the same track. Everyone agrees. We're all uh, a team. We're not... um, There's not a black and blue team and white and gold team. Everyone is on the same page. Everyone agrees. It's a communal experience on Couch Guy. But before I I keep on going on Couch Guy and and someone is thinking, who the the hell is Couch Couch Guy? What's he talking about? Yeah, this insane person. Um, Well, (laughs) Couch Guy... Is it all started when this girl called Lauren Zarras, um, I don't think she pronounced it in Spanish. Zarras. Zarras. <laughs> um, well, she, she goes to surprise her boyfriend in college, which is a very American thing to do because America is very, well, North America is very big and, and you have to take planes and everything. Well, she goes to surprise her boyfriend in college and she, does, she did this little montage that we have th- seen a, a thousand times of, of couples surprising each other, long distance couples surprising each other. And it's supposed to be this romantic thing and maybe it goes viral, maybe not, maybe you get a couple likes from your friends, <laughs> but it's supposed to be this romantic thing. But the whole video gives off the literal opposite vibes that the girl was intending to to, uh. to portray. It gives, it's so awkward. Everything uh. is so off and so bad. And, and people decided that for this week, our new profession is going to be anthropologists, behavior experts, and we'll pinpoint exactly why this video makes us feel so uncomfortable and why this girl doesn't realize she's the only one that doesn't realize how uncomfortable and how something is up with the whole vibe. And and that's why people are united, because we all had this common experience when this video popped us on, on our For You page, which is like the main feed on yeah. TikTok. Um, when it, everyone got it, for some reason, it went super viral, 
viral and everyone had this sensation. So we have to talk about why did we have the same thing, sensation. And uh, obviously the people on TikTok did the research. So I'm going to explain detail by, by detail the most insane, maliciously exploited part of the video uh, on why, why what is wrong with with it and why do we have to talk about it so much because just to walk the listeners through um it, the video is what 20 seconds or something yeah maximum it, it's and, a, a tiktok and yeah. someone is following from behind you know following this girl from behind you know so and we see her enter this room with someone else like a a, 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 a dorm mate yeah who is the person i, I think a dorm mate well or, a, do- a, yeah. a roommate no and they open the door And we see there's like what? There's about four or five people in the room just doing what teenagers do, just hanging out. Just they're just sat on the couch, and the continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we will go piece by piece. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, it's every second if of this video is just gold. So <laughs> the thing is, this girl took a plane to visit her boyfriend, as we said. Yeah. And right when she opens the door, there's like a, we can sense there was a party, a small gathering going on, and and people. Not were, even a party. It's it, just the, yeah. like a video game afternoon. Yeah, you know? and, but there. So there's something. Uh, there's something. Uh, it's not like yeah. quiet study or no, like, no, exactly. no, like a gathering of friends going yeah. on in this dorm but it could have been a wednesday afternoon or or probably it's probably a friday Friday, yeah and and till this kind of party going on but as soon as she walks in that room the energy shifts you can see that the energy completely changing as soon as people realize someone is coming in and the person coming in is that person because there's no kind of collective kind of uh hey even if you don't know not a single one yeah Yeah. like like some people laugh, but not laugh like you know. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Laugh it's at like, oh, haha, oh, something. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, marron. Some some other people have awkward faces. You can feel in yourself from your house the tension that was built in a second in that room. All of this while still falling for you by Ellie Golding is playing on <laughs> the video because she put out this song that's supposed to be all this romantic, but it's so tense. Then she w- slow, not slowly, but she walks towards her boyfriend who is on the couch. That's why we have couch guy. Um, and he's on a couch with three other girls. Note that in the room there are also three guys, three girls and three guys. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. I'm just stating the facts that that are going on in this 20 second video. She walks to them and as soon as uh, she she entered the room, well, don't imagine a huge house. It's like a, a two second It walk. is quite a nice room yeah, for a dorm. A university, it looks like one of these nice, Airbnb yeah. apartments in the center of Barcelona, really. Okay. But it, it it's not a, a long walk to walk to the couch, but yeah. a, as she goes to them, the girl sat next to the boyfriend, gets her hand off his back, scoops not one, but two times. So she's very close to, to, that, to this guy and hands him his phone, like underneath his, his I arm. I swear, I don't see that, Mar. I've watched the video 50 times. I can't see. I see that some hand thing happens, but I when think he you, has the phone all the time. I have... I have proof of other people <laughs> having proof of that <laughs> happening. And in every si- single detail, the hand, the the scooping over, the, I didn't see any of that at first glance, of course. And then people pointed it out and it's all there. Why did he have his phone? We'll never know. But something was going on. And yes, having the phone of someone else doesn't mean you're having an affair with that person. But... Why did they do it so sneakily? What? Why so discreet so that she doesn't notice? Ah, yes, he 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 kind I, of bends down suspiciously, right? kind of to right. hide he, his hide hand. It. Yeah, it's it's the ah. movement. It's everything's there. I see it now. <laughs> uh, just so you know, I'm going to be defending Couch Guy later. And right? you're going to hell for that, but <laughs> <laughs> you will be held accountable. Um, all through this, Ben, because you, I don't know where you will be able to defend this guy, because all through this, from the moment he sees her and and she gets to him, he doesn't seem excited at all. It's like the delivery guy came, well, if the delivery guy came with food, he would be more excited than to see this person. As 
the the vibes completely shift in the house as I said. It, it seems like like when the the uh, it's a it's a college house as we said and and the fact that they're laughing some of them it looks like as if the friend set him up and we know how mean college kids can be and, yeah. and kids this like if you're uh, your first year of college you're not that mature yet yeah. so you Freshman. can it could have been the the situation in which. The girl talked to the roommates and like, I'm going to surprise my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Help me get in, in the college dorm and stuff. And the roommates, knowing he's having an affair or he's having something else with these girls, um, setting him up just to make fun of or have this kind of joke. So that's why everyone is so tense. Some of them are laughing because they know what's going on and oh. they're setting him up. You, we okay. don't know any of right, this, hang on, but hang on. you gotta- cannot tell me it doesn't look like that. I can. I am going to tell you right. Okay, so let's say you're quite shy, right? Quite socially awkward. Okay, I, I particularly if I was how old is this guy? Twenty, twenty-two, something like that. Right. Yeah. Something like that. I was very, 19. very kind of socially awkward at that time. If my love, who I love very much, had walked in at that time, I would have looked embarrassed. I would not have like I. I am British for crying out loud, right? <laughs> that's what I, I would not say. have run up to them and given them a massive hug and kiss but that's because a I would British be thing. embarrassed. I would have given them a hug like Couch Guy does, a sort of gentle hug, and I would express my love in that gentle hug. And later, we would have gone to a private place, <laughs> and I would have expressed my love to my my girlfriend in a private way. Oh, but there ca- we go. But would that be captured on your TikTok video? No, it would not. So. Paul Couch Guy. But Couch Guy also, is not British. Yeah, but he's American. Like, same Americans are very effusive. Americans yeah. are the, they're, they're so always loud. like exaggerating. There's all kinds of, there's all kind of different, different Americans. Woody Allen's American. I know, but, th- but this guy, <laughs> this, look, <laughs> look, 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 I'm looking at the video now on loop and the guy must be kind of the alpha male in this group. First of all, he's the one in the couch with but the with three, three girls. girls. This, is, this, yeah. is, this is wrong. You're looking at it in loop. You're looking at what was like, a, uh, how long is the video? 20 yeah, seconds, some of that, and you're looking out on a loop. You're, you're, you're seeing too much. Less. Also, 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 Malud, right? You, you, you talked earlier. The the people you say are kind of laughing at, yeah. at, at her coming. They don't know who she is. So how are they like? How are they, how are they meant to be laughing? How are they meant to be laughing her? They don't know who she is. They must know. I mean, there's one in the corner with the hoodie on, and she she barely even looks up from her phone because she's probably like texting her friends, she's like saying, "Whoa, alone. you don't." No, but you're, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. just happened. But hang on, hang on, hang on. You are saying on the one hand it's proof he's guilty because someone is paying no attention, and on the other hand it's proof he's guilty because loads of people are paying attention, and laughing. But you can't have it both of ways. What kind of attention? It's not like any nobody is excited. The hug, the hug is so important. Yeah. He, she goes to the couch and he just stares at her. He doesn't immediately get up. He stares at her for a few awkward seconds. Gets up so awkwardly and gets to hug her as if she's hugging her grandma that or his something. or his sister that or his little exactly sister. Exactly what I would have done in the circumstances. Exactly. Look, look, I'm no. looking at... But hang on a minute. He <laughs> has the phone in his hand when he puts it underneath his chest. <laughs> Not and the, the phone. <laughs> <laughs> the phone is very important, man. Take okay. this seriously. <laughs> the phone is important. The hug is important. But it's like there's a... Sh- it's, it's very shady. It's like, okay, I'm going to crouch and yep. hide the, the phone. But... <sighs> All right, the FBI. What's, the he FBI. Doing, what's he doing on the phone then? Well, that's F- Yeah, what's he doing on the phone, Mark? <laughs> Why is he hiding it if he's That's what we have to know. What I are think you hiding? Getting back couch- on my side. <laughs> <laughs> no, what are you hiding, couch boy? Like having a phone is it's not an incriminatory thing and sitting next to girls it's not something that means that you're cheating. But why are you acting like this? Does it mean you are indeed cheating? Yes, you are. Of course you are. Because we have everyone talking about it. Everyone is has detected this video. To the maximum extreme, we have FBI TikTok. This is the most dangerous part of TikTok, which is basically white girls with an insane ability to track down and inspect and dissect any piece of information. (laughs) And they have pointed out all the details, the phone, the hand, the scooting over, all the things that normal people wouldn't be able to see at first glance, second glance, third glance, never, they would have never been able to see that. But they have seen it and they have even gone to the extent to investigate these people's Instagrams to prove their points because they know there's people like Ben that try to have couch guy tight even though they seem like 
it, nobody would do that. Well, there's Ben. All right. So, Ben, <laughs> listen to that. They went to their Instagrams and they have evidence to prove you are wrong because the boyfriend hasn't liked any of the most recent pictures of the girlfriend. However, who has he liked the pictures of? The girl next to him on the couch. Oh my God, He's we're on that level. People I, have tracked down the, na- the, yep. the Instagram profile of... <laughs> how? Psycho. Was she tagged? Psycho behavior. Psycho behavior. <laughs> right. you know, I, I refer both of you to uh, the TikTok user Purs Killer mm-hmm. or Purs Silla or something like that. Uh, very, obviously, very, very, very intelligent, prudent kind of person who has debunked the hand on back claim. It's not a thumb. I'll bet my life on it, says this wise, wise person. Sponsored by Couch Guy. All these people are paid by Couch Guy to say that because there's no way. No, there's no way. We. We already have the proof. We have these girls do, um, doing all, having all the evidence for us. We have body language TikTok, who is also dissecting the video and saying like, okay, listen, I, I studied this. This is the reason why this guy is sketchy and weird. We have them. We have my favorite t- um, people on TikTok, which is wise women TikTok. And um, they're also talking about it, which is mi- middle-aged women. <laughs> wise that <give> women TikTok. <laughs> I, I self-titled that, wow. but it's... It's good. <laughs> it's good, middle-aged good. women that give you the best advice of your life. They appear from time to time to in your For You page, and they just casually um, give you the most accurate, life-changing, wise advice ever, and they are on, on Couch Guy TikTok too, and they are giving this poor girl, because I everyone should be on her side, not mm-hmm. like Ben. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not against her side. I am sticking, I am saying, this. Well, don't worry, this girl don't is, worry, because your boyfriend no, is, not, no. is, not, is not playing around. Don't worry, Why Lorenza. women are saying, Ben, that um, Lauren, this sorry. girl should be cautious of the people she she goes with and, and surrounds herself with because these are not her friends that um white women say um because the, the the it's like we said the friends as soon as you open the door would run to you or hug you or be but not be embarrassed that you are in the room these are not your friends and everyone is 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 resonating with this video because we all all know this kind of people. We have all been in, in situations in which we have felt like this or have seen this happen. So we all, as a human species, resonate with what is going on in this video. We can point out this is happening and we're saying, look, girl, we have all been through it. You, There's nothing wrong in being single. There's so much more worse things that can happen in life. Okay. Free yourself. I would like, I would like both of you to cast your minds back to a time at which you had some romantic problems. You mm-hmm. discovered something mm-hmm. bad romantically, right? Mm-hmm. What did you do? Listen to The Cure. You listen to The Cure. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, stay mad. Did you set up a t-shirt company to exploit the situation? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Yet what? they have merch. They have couch guy <laughs> they do, They've got loads of couch No. Guy yeah. Couch, no. Couch guy shorts. $25 for you. The, who made but it? Him or her? Or both? Both. both. They've coupled up to make well, money out of this I, situation. I've only seen it from I think hers. she has. I think yeah, oh, I think this is better her. than but investing in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, okay, um... Where are we bad people for talking about this um, and this random couple's relationship? I mean, Maybe. yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> but are they exploiting it in the right way? Are they exploiting how bad we are in the right way by making marriage? Yes, they are. So mm, we're all in an understanding here. So I don't feel as bad now. Because they have merch. It's kind of like ABBA, you know, they wrote songs about breakup and and betrayal in the marriage and stuff when when it was actually happening to them in real life and Fleetwood Mac as well. Well, and ABBA, the the male songwriters made the women sing songs about themselves (laughs) breaking up with the men, which is is pretty extreme. Very sadistic, very Swedish. Um, Well... Speaking Swedish, of s- not sadistic. Yeah, you know, how oh. the Swedish have that kind of higher level of Bergman kind of in, in, m- 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 marriages and everything is very dark and, and painful. C- C- Couch Guy has set up his own TikTok. Couch Guy, you're welcome for getting you off uh, Berries and Cream TikTok. Remember, not everything <laughs> is true crime. Uh, don't be a uh, parasocial creep. Go get some fresh Parasocial. air. Parasocial. I was going to talk about that. All right, well, let's Well, maybe I'm guy, a couch guy stan after all, because he's making <laughs> me segue perfectly. But um, the thing is that um, not all, I, maybe they were, maybe this guy 
didn't really like her girlfriend, maybe it was obvious that the relationship was stuck or maybe wasn't going anywhere. But maybe thanks to us being obsessed with it and bringing them fame or kind of pseudo fame, they have been brought up together even more and their and the relationship will now be able to flourish because this girl is sticking by this man, this girl is defending um, her him in the comments like her life depends on it, everyone is, well, she has a million people making TikToks about it and, and she's still <laughs> by his side and, and saying he's, he, he's the best boyfriend and that the girls are mm -hmm. actually really nice. So maybe we have to set our standards higher and, and look for a partner that w will defend us like <laughs> this girl defends Couch Guy because that really is inspiring to have like in you know, a relationship like she really is there to protect him from it's not everyone, in, literally, except for men. It's not in the fairy tale books, but the longest marriages are usually the ones who've been able to survive thick and thin, right? Who, yeah. uh, as they say, when you get married, no, uh, through the... Uh, <laughs> and, and, and till death do you part how do they say in sickness and health in sickness and in health uh, what's the other one you got married come on they, or they, they tell in, in Catalan in Catalan oh. <laughs> uh, well through thick and thin you know through the harsh times you know uh, you've you got to stick you know not only when it's all nice and flowery and rosy um we're just we're only like 10 minutes over time oh my god okay, <laughs> for rich or yeah. for poorer in sickness and for rich or for poorer yeah, in sickness yeah. and in health that's it last thing i'm not gonna uh, i was going to intellectualize all this thing and say like oh yes for social relationship john mulaney and her divorce it's kind of the same thing no i'm go not going john to mulaney. <laughs> yeah i was going to do that but i was like no let me be shallow for this time i just want to talk about this it has no proper meaning it doesn't it's not deep it's not anything it's just gossiping because i need to gossip for my life and that's it <laughs> but a girl on tiktok pointed out that something that can be kind of deep it's not deep at all but i thought that she was very correct and is that this girl who just wanted to go visit her boyfriend in college blah 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 and made this cute reunion tiktok has ended up changing the space-time continuum like oh, jesus <laughs> <laughs> like in the movie with Aston Kutcher, the butterfly yes. effect in which he changes with little actions. This girl, we were going to a place in, in the timeline of history and she just made us take a, a left turn out of nowhere because she posted this video and has changed like the course of history with this stupid TikTok that she didn't know would literally change the course of history. Now this Ali Golding song is, is charting and maybe Ali Golding will <sighs> make a, a super album out of this and like the the the, the place history was going it's not going anywhere because of this small act and this is uh, looks like a sponsor for the butterfly effect movie but it it, it is it is crazy <laughs> how a small thing can literally change like it's it yeah. has gone viral to the point um, that people in their wedding they are, are recreating it, and so <gasps> it's it's meme culture. Don't tell me there are recreation videos. Yeah, <laughs> of course there are. There Did are you thousands. not see the video that the bar sent? <laughs> oh, not the latest uh, one. That was that. Oh, uh, maybe that was. There are so, so many funny ones, <laughs> and if people are recreating it um, on their wedding days, you know you have made something in history of of meme culture or internet yeah. culture. So. That means you, you have done something. Well, it's I'm kind of like, you know, dog face, you know, doing that, the whole thing with mm -hmm. the dream song, yeah. drinking a, drinking a, uh, that refreshment. That guy's life has changed. He's been able to buy mm -hmm. himself a house. Uh, he's, he's doing lots of endorsements now. Uh, you know, he's been able to get out of a bad situation. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm looking at the other recreation <laughs> with the two guys on the bed. <laughs> with the, I mean, I'm sure Jan Sport, you know, sorry, the the brand of the the rucksack she's wearing is probably going to even see surge in in sales. Yep. So many people get get something out of this TikTok. Should we uh, uh, listen to a song before we explode? Yes. Yeah. Um uh Johan, you very cleverly thought of uh Robin, call <laughs> your girlfriend. Because the Swedes, you know.
Billie Eilish has been confirmed to headline Glastonbury 2022. Wow. The youngest person in history to get that very coveted slot, which has been played by legends like Paul McCartney, like... Um, Oasis. Rolling Stones, U2. Billie Eilish, who is now, what, how old is she, 20? 20. 20, 20, whatever. But, you know, uh, I wonder... Is she peaking too fast? Because every, I mean, I, 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 the, the only, it's, I, I'm happy for them, and I think they're really good at what they do. Her and Phineas, and they're and they're and they're professionals. They're up to the task, and there's thousands and thousands of people who will fill that that uh, that that field to watch her. But I feel kind of s a little bit mm, that she hasn't had the even Rosalia played shitty hotels for 50 euros before making it big. You know. Like she hasn't had the experience yes, of. Yes, she has, of, but she's oh, so she? like uh, early in her career. She was doing that with like a thirteen, as a thirteen-year-old or something. Uh, but she, I agree that maybe picking, like starting so early and picking so early, can be bad. But I thought she was not going down, but declining on her fame with this last album and and people we talked about it. People seemed like against it for a while, and people were n a little bit mad with her, but she managed to to dodge that f somehow and she is still there so maybe she will not it will not be something bad for her to pick up so early yeah but i mean f doing something like headlining glastonbury yeah. and going home after that and then in consecutive years if you don't get where do you go after that you know what i mean like she's breaking through uh, glass ceilings constantly and it's like what's next play play the first gig in space because yesterday <laughs> i was seeing a news about how the, these russian uh, actresses and they're they're making a film and they're actually sending a russian actress and this russian director to film some scenes from outer space and tom cruise is going like angry because now he's going to be the second person to do it when he does the new mission impossible from space i don't know <laughs> this was in the news anyway sorry i i, I derailed uh, i say this because Billy is racking up all these incredible milestones in such a short time that it can be depressing for an artist to all of a sudden do stuff that is below that. Mm. Uh, in, 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 you know, she's now done. I'm excited because she did. I just watched the new James Bond movie and she did the the title track, her and, and Billy and uh, and Phineas. And it's like, wow, that is such a great honor. And that came to artists late in their career. Chris Cornell did it. You know, uh, when he when he'd already been a rock legend for many years, um, Tina Turner, Tina Turner, Adele, Adele, Tina Turner. No, uh, anyway, Adele, Sam Smith was yeah, kind of you know. Uh, but all of a sudden, she gets to do a Bond song. She gets to do Glasto, like headline it and stuff. It's like wow, the come down from all that can be very harsh. That's all I'm saying. But I'm I'm rooting for her. I'm rooting for her. Mm. Ben, what do you think about the, this Glastonbury headlining slot? I think she's going to absolutely kill it. I think it's the the, the perfect person to get um, because I think Glastonbury needs to get sort of young young artists that appeal to to young people. Like because mm. the problem, frankly, well not problem, but one of the things that Glastonbury's had is that. Old people, right, who tend to be more organised, are better at getting uh, tickets because we sit there with 10 computers open mm -hmm. that we can do and like we get loads of tickets. So it's kind of kind of getting quite ageing. When you get people like you 2 and no disrespect to them. Um, actually, yeah, disrespect to them. I can't stand you 2 um, That you're kind of pandering to that, that older audience. But Billie Eilish, I think, is, is very much like a, a breath of fresh air, basically. And I think she's the perfect person to kind of say the first person you announced trying to say like yeah no no we, we 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 appeal to young people too and the other thing is right if you don't like it there's about literally 200 stages at glastonbury hmm. so just yeah and watch something else. oh yeah yeah and, and it's not going to be as divisive as when jay-z was named headliner and there was that backlash led by noel gallagher saying that hip-hop had no had no place headlining at glastonbury well, i think people are trying to create a backlash people are trying to say like oh people are going to be very unhappy with billy Eilish because everything has to have some kind of backlash these mm. days doesn't it but I, i genuinely don't think I don't think there is one from from what I've seen. I think there are some people like, well, I would have preferred it to be someone else, but I don't see anyone saying like, what's Billie Eilish doing at Glastonbury? I think people kind of want there to be that conflict because it's like, I don't know, people just love conflicts and like yeah. polarization. 
Yeah, and, and it's been hard to polarize because from recent years, uh, pop can sit nicely along alternative rock or of subversive hip hop or experimental electronica. There's no longer these boundaries of, oh, but what does Taylor Swift do? Uh, does she really fit a, a place like Glastonbury? It's like, no, 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 that conversation is well mm -hmm. left in the past, thank God. But uh, I think it's exciting that Billy is going to bring her generation into the, the festival experience with her because I'm sure it's going to be filled with thousands, not not hundreds, thousands of kids who go to a festival for the first time and it's going to be Glasto because of Billy. I feel that it's the industry putting a lot of pressure on Billy because it's not only Billy who's getting all you know the, the success, it's all the intermediaries. It's a lot of people who are like, look, uh, we were struggling finding a new generation of consumers and excited music fans and suddenly Billy is the one who fills stadiums, you know, who, 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 who paints broad strokes. Everything she does, boom, she, she brings this new generation along with her. So it's, it's, it's a lot on her plate, it's a lot, but she seems to be handling it all right. And you uh, were a big fan of the, the James Bond film, right? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, okay, so the thing about what I was liking about investigating this is like, okay, Billy and Phineas get to record a Bond song, but who do they get to record it with? Johnny Marr from the Smiths and Hans Zimmer. That blew my mind. It's like, hang on a minute, you've got one of the greatest um, guitar melody composers, one of the ultimate iconic bedroom indie bands the smiths that has meant so much to people and funny enough billy eilish billy eilish's lyrics have a lot to do with the, the kind of sentiment that morrissey would write in smith songs with johnny marr so all of a sudden she's with you know someone who is kind of passing a baton in a way and hello hans zimmer who is like one of the major most important hollywood um, soundtrack um, composers uh, you know you've got john williams and you've got jack horners and etc etc but then hans zimmer you know all the christopher nolan movies and stuff and they all they all performed together at the brits um, earlier in february i think it was you know there's hans zimmer on the keys johnny marr with the guitar phineas on the piano billy and the and ah, this sounds very boomery of me but i kind of feel like she doesn't really it's like yeah whatever Johnny Marr it's like just some guy you know it's like every time she goes to a different studio there's like engineers and stuff and I, I imagine she might not be that excited as I would be you know because I I grew up listening to the Smiths and it's like yeah whatever this is Johnny Marr guy but he had very nice words to say about them because they're super professional um, and 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 now I'm gonna give you the, the the quick review of the James Bond movie, which is totally amazing. Uh, it's uh, well, it's the last. It's Daniel Craig's last Bond, and it's brilliant because one thing really stands out of the whole movie for me, and it's Ana de Armas, Spanish act, well, Cuban actress who made her who started her career here in Spain. She went over to Hollywood and she's having incredible success. She was in Blade Runner 2046. She was in Knives Out with Daniel Craig and their chemistry was so good and he liked working with her so much that he decided to, as since he executive produces uh, uh, this new, this last James Bond he's in, he, he gave her an incredible part because she plays a, a bond girl and historically bond the bond girls that appear early in the movie okay i, I can't spoil i don't want to spoil it um they, they things happen to them right good and bad <laughs> and uh anna de armas kills it she she does a fantastic job and she gets a really sort of dignified part uh she doesn't have to uh, it's because I, I can't speak about it without without spoiling uh it's it's, it's just very dignified and the fact that it her scene takes place in Cuba, where she's from. I got really sort of soft in the heart because I'm imagining her family in Cuba, thinking what a great honor it is for their daughter, you know, their family member to be have this iconic role, which is super fun to watch. And it's in in a kind of stereotyped Cuban kind of, you know, old colonial house and in a party and all this is happening. And it's like, wow, you know, what an honor, what a privilege. Thank you, Daniel Craig from Ana de Armas, no? And it's nice that they have this chemistry that, that, that they, they keep working together and, and they, were, they were really good in Knives Out. I really like what she did there. And then, yes. But an, uh, one thing that is being said about this Bond, the villain. A Bond movie is only as good as its villain. And Rami Malek, I think he does a good job, but uh, it's, 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 mm, it's not the most memorable villain you know, mine mm, in the in the in the, whole, in the in the Daniel Craig series of Bond films. For me, it's Javier Bardem. Mm -hmm. 
he did an incredible job because there was nuance you could really see there was like a psychological torture going inside his head you know he was a madman but he had a he had a he had a real drive whereas uh rami is kind of just ticking off the boxes like okay i'm going to speak really slow i've got these facial scars i'm going to be i'm going to put a weird accent which is kind of middle eastern kind of soviet you can't really pinpoint it uh yeah yeah and there's the brutalist kind of uh lair where he hangs out and uh, brutalist architecture uh, it's wonderful it's wonderful to watch um talking with people have been quite annoyed that that um the fact that he has scars like makes him into a villain i was hearing someone uh, on the radio the other day talking about it, and they're like why ableism. sorry is it like um kind of ableism yeah I, I think there's a sort of more specific word but it, it, it's people like basically there's an organization that's saying why is it always someone who has a disfigured face mm. yeah is, is, is a, a villain they're all disfigured in casino royale le chiffre he had he cried blood through a kind of a glass eye kind of thing he had um Matthew Malric, uh, he didn't have any kind of. No, he was all right. Uh, he was just short. Um, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh God! No, but it was funny because all of a sudden there's like a fight scene in in the Quantum of Solace where Daniel Craig's Bond, which is like harder than Jason Bourne, harder than Bruce Wayne. Like, well, uh, I don't know who would win in a fight between those three. But I, uh, that's a different that's a different podcast. But. <laughs> <laughs> but all of a sudden in Quantum of Solace the villain is like this short French guy Matthew Malric incredible actor uh, it's all in his eyes right his menace is in his eyes but all of a sudden there's actually a fight scene and it's like hang on a minute there's no way like this Matthew Malric could like even get a kick in but he does you know all of a sudden you have to believe it because suspended disbelief Hollywood you know uh, but yeah yeah um, Rami Malek you know it, it, it's, it's not the worst but it's it's not the best thing of the movie which is kind of a shame for him in the sense because there's that's what the critics are saying and it sucks when the critics are saying things about your work that you've put love on love into it but yeah go see it it's a lot of fun and should we listen to Billie, Billie Eilish yes to help. was it obvious to everybody else that I And we're almost at the end of the show, so we have just about enough time to talk about our album of the week, Tirza's Color Grade. Ben, you called out a very interesting comparison with um, Tricky's last album with Billie Eilish's first album. And I think the same comparison applies to here. This reminded me a lot of Tricky in the, in the late 90s. And they've worked together. Tirza sung on a Tricky song, which I didn't, I didn't know until, until today. I had a look at it. Yeah, no, totally. It's utterly, utterly... Uh, it's kind of that woozy pop, like her voice is very Martina Topley, Topley Bird. Bird, and then you know all the other people he used that sounded quite like Martina Topley Bird. It's kind of um, it's quite smoke. distorted, quite weird. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a really, really fantastic album. Like there's one song in particular, "Beating." Um, yes, a, a lot of it is about um, uh, being pregnant and having a child, um, and it's got a really nice line. Uh, uh, we made life; it's beating, which is a lovely way of putting it. But mm. like, I, one of the things I really like is, is that the melody sounds almost improvised. Yeah, it's almost like she's kind of just sort of making it up on on the spot, and that sounds really bad. But actually, doing that and doing it well and having courage to do it—I'm not saying she is making it up on the spot, but like to sound like that is, is very strong, which I absolutely loved. Yeah, there's uh, uh, some parts of this album do feel like they're kind of noodlings, like uh, sketches of a song that would would require more arrangements Crepuscular Rays was a bit like it was good I mean it was a pleasant listen but it was six and a half minutes of noodle basically wasn't it you know but that's what I like about the record as a whole the more I listen to it it's the the minimalist the minimalism it's like look the, these are like esbozos like sketches but no 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 let's just keep this minimal and just add these textures and and it's it's more of a textural album than a melody album, shall we say? Even though there are melodies on there, but they're very hushed, and it's very it's a pleasure to listen to on headphones. What do you think, Mo? 
I saw people on Twitter saying like, oh, it's so experimental, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not gonna like that <laughs> because I don't know much about experimental music. And, and I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, I love this. I'm so intelligent. My big fat juicy brain is enjoying these melodies. And halfway through it, I was like, oh no. Um, yeah, I think I'm losing it. I think it's too experimental for me at this point. But I still know that once I'm intelligent, I will enjoy it. I'm not quite there yet, but I I know it has potential for people that know more about music than me. It's quite a long, short album, I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that it's only 41 minutes, but it feels quite long. In a way, because it brings you in, which is a good thing. In another way, because it's quite repetitive, which is which is not such such a good thing. It. I don't mean that's quiz. I, re- I really enjoyed it, but like there are moments, as you say, like Mar, when you get to about halfway through, you're like, okay. I actually listened to it because uh, I, I found myself like having slightly the same kind of thing. Like I was like, okay, this is really good, but I've, I've kind of bit had enough. And then came back and listened to the second half, and I was like, after that break, I felt really, um, really in favour. And like all things about, well, actually, I was going to say like things about like um, uh, babies and and recently having children. I've kind of I can't quite remember what all that 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 was like, but I, I'm feeling this is quite. Accurate. It's we're living a moment. I, I wrote down some. I've run out of battery. Can you read some of the, the I styles I came up with? <laughs> baby mama gays. Baby boom bap. <laughs> baby boom bap. This is baby boom bap. That's a great name. postnatal R and bliss. Yeah, because you know last week we were reviewing Nao's album, which was also an album inspired by her recent um, birth, uh, giving birth, and and so is Terza. So it's like baby boom bap. <laughs> Oh, and so this is also about um, yes. having a child. Yes. Well, it was made where, yeah, right when, it, mm. when in 2019, a lot of this album was being written when she was pregnant, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Then she gave birth, and then yeah, it was written after the birth of her first child and just before the arrival of her second. Ah, so it's two oh. children. In and uh, the, her her partner, who is the, the I the thought father she was she. so young. She already has yeah. two kids. Yeah, I would never really think is nobody really knows much about Terza. She doesn't say much about herself. Like details are very much. Oh, we very don't much even know her age. No, I don't know her age. I was sort of. Uh, She's pan- older than Pink Panthers. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. And her her partner also features on on the album. Yeah. On on um, production. Um, so it's kind of very nice, like um, family family affair. I love the idea of like young. Young parents making this music very, very, very quietly, and they're like, "Can yeah. we do it?" You know, and, and the baby's sort of sleeping. Oh, they're looking at the baby. That's so wholesome. Now I want to listen to some of the songs that are like quite, yeah, like you said, like silency, it, and and imagining that they're trying not to wake up the baby. I, well, I recommend beating and sleeping. Those are two yeah. uh, lovely ones. Th- those are two lovely ones. I mean, I did the first. Uh, the f- this is the thing when you're working in radio. Sometimes you're constantly looking for songs with groove to play. You know, to, to capture the listener. But um, I, at first, I was like, oh god, one of these albums where it's like kind of like FKA Twigs, where it's like soundscapes and texture and stuff. Give me melody. Give me song. But once I got through it and liked it, I felt that gratifying feeling like when you sit through one of those dense European films from the 60s or like a Bergman movie or a Tarkovsky movie where it's like, uh, it's taking, it's taking. But once you finish it and you actually think, oh, you know, uh, uh, you feel like all of a sudden you feel so superior. Like that, you know, that meme, that Twilight meme with the Voltari looking down on everyone. Like it's like the, the meme about being superior to everyone. No, it's like. Uh, I feel so. I feel so fulfilled. You know, I, I got through this album, and um, now you can say you listen to it, and you're exactly. the you're part of the. Maybe that's why Couchshy was so surprised. Maybe he was sitting there jamming out to Terza album. He was just totally lost in the world. Just like, oh, this is absolutely great, and then that totally was what it what happened. Yeah, solved it. <laughs> right, we better say goodbye. Yeah, uh, this is me doing the Terza, adding like little um, ambient sounds from my house. <laughs> <laughs> I got very confused by what was, by what was, what, what was happening there. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> B- baby boom bap. It's all. <laughs> it's the time now. Leaf gaze, baby boom bap, and uh, we're 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 gonna make some money. We are a factory of genre na- labeling. Mm, and that's all we have time for today. No Balenciaga for our listeners. Uh, we can maybe can do a little Instagram story. Um, so remember. Do we strongly recommend you do not surprise your partners when they go <laughs> off to college? Especially uh, if you don't love them 
or they oh don't love you back. So. Exactly. <laughs> Edit your content before posting it. <laughs> or no, or post it and make t-shirts and make a bundle. Exactly. Cash in. You've been listening to the Weekly Review. Remember to tune in every day at this hour where we have the Daily Edition playlists, uh, Radio Formula. Um, ciao for now. We say goodbye with Tirza. Закончится, оборется Безумный этот луп Стирая прошлое и настоящее Глупо, минуя стены Лабиринта колючий дым Я открываю для себя Глубинный ритм Разрушительный огонь Сила выше, но холод рук Убивает красиво Медленно и сильно Медленно и осторожно Дождя Невидимое мое